0: Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club's secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital. An award winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay per click, and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit mrs.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello, and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast. We're doing dailies to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI FIBarkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our special guest is Slough Town goalkeeper coach Trent Phillips, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Trent.
1: Hi, guys. How are you?
0: Not so bad, not so bad. That's a, that's a mighty fine looking cupboard you've got behind you.
1: Yeah, it's got all my books in it, all uh, my cuttings and stuff. Oh, in there, fantastic!
0: So that one shut. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd have gone with this my trophy cabinet, but well, there's one in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so Trent, you are the goalkeeper coach at Slough Town. Um, uh, you have been, as I mentioned to you this before we started this, you've been stitched up for this by our by our good friend John Underwood. Yeah. uh and and so so thank you very much for joining us and um, I wanted to just start off because uh when I started following non-league football which was mm, two two decades ago something like that or what they didn't have goalkeeping coaches so how does that uh you know in terms of goalkeeping coach is that something that's becoming more and more important in the game and what what does a goalkeeping what are the responsibilities of a goalkeeping coach well I'll, I'll
1: correct you there oh okay uh, yes I actually had a goalkeeping coach from the age of 16. At oh, well. Sains, and that was my dad. And um, right. uh, he played for Brentford when he was a bit younger and whatever. And he collected, uh, made a collection of exercises um, that he picked up through the years. He was, he was quite uh, ahead of himself actually. And, um, On a Thursday night, we would have goalkeepers from all the local football teams would come and we'd have 10, 11 goalkeepers from different clubs and we would all train together with my dad while the first team were training up the other end, etc. So I've been quite lucky and fortunate in that. Uh, Another thing that I would just add is I don't call myself a goalkeeping coach because I just train them. I don't, you know, the goalkeepers that I work with, I haven't added anything to their game. They have all the attributes to be good goalkeepers. They don't need me to tell them to suck eggs. Um, I'm a believer of repetitiveness and making somebody comfortable to get the best out of them, and that's what I try to do. So although they label me the coach, I I don't claim that at all.
0: See, Trent, I think I think where uh, where the confusion that lies there is is when I started watching non-league football, it was the, the low level that uh, John Underwood and Neil Baker were playing at, and Staines uh, stains were, were slightly higher in the divisions at this point. So let's get that dig in early on them, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they were probably still in shorts when I was playing at 16.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Uh, you said you, that your dad was a uh, goalkeeper at Brentford. Did that mean that you were always going to be a goalkeeper yourself? Or uh, there other parts of the? did you start off as another uh, position and work your way back?
1: Uh, I have an older brother who's two years older than me who was sent forward, played for Staines, Hampton, and had a very good non-league career himself. Um, my dad tries to encourage me not to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> but... I, I don't know. I, I, I just love playing in goal and it, it, He would be shooting at me in the garden. Our garden, we had a goalpost post. We had no grass on it. It was just mud. And mm-hmm. I just went in goal and I loved it. And, um, yeah, from the age of eight, really.
0: It's a, this is a really interesting. Sorry, I, I just something else has just popped into my mind. Are you are talking about the, the garden with no grass on it? And it seems to be, you know, all, all these... um uh videos people are putting on on twitter uh, and and facebook of them doing all these skills and stuff it seems to be a common thing that that lower li- like uh, uh, sort of non-league footballers gardens are all grassless like a sort of barren wasteland of Aust- you know the outback of australia is that 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 sounds pretty normal is that is that what- is that your it, feeling? Is that what happens? It,
1: it would be, because in the, in the winter we would play football and it would just be a mud heap, as I say. Then my dad would sort of like, pull rank, right, you've got to pack up now, just, you know let it grow back. And then it would be cricket season and we'd have two ends where we'd, one would be bowling, one would be batting. <laughs> and in the end, he just said, right, there's no more sport. I think it was when my brother did an overhead kick and put uh, football through the greenhouse next door. <laughs> uh, on the day of the 1978 World Cup final, and it wasn't very well received. So I think that was, when he eventually pulled the plug and said no up the park. So that was
0: that. Um, so let, let's sort of let's we there's obviously there's a there's a playing career of yours as well there. But I w- I wanted to just sort of talk to you about you, yourself and Slough Town. When did you start at Slough Town, and and where did um where did sort of bakes and unders get hold of you?
1: Um, well, uh, I, I, I had a, quite a short playing career, really, because it was ended when I was 29. I snapped both my anterior and posterior cruciate ligament whilst on loan at in and Guildford. I only played two games for them, and it was the second game, and we were playing at Ash. And um, I came out to smother the ball at somebody's feet, and we actually clashed knees. He dislocated his and mine buckled back and snapped both bruises. Um I tried to play on, and I literally, the referee bounced the ball, gave it to me. I kicked it up. Um, obviously, it wasn't a very good kick because I didn't have any ligaments holding my knee together. So this guy then rang straight through, and I tried to move, and I couldn't move. And the ball barely crossed the line. It went past me at about two mile an hour, and he was almost embarrassed that he'd scored. But and that was the... You know, that was the beginning, of the end for me, really. But the Slough Town thing, that just came out of the blue, really, because I'd, I'd done a similar position at Staines under Steve Cordery and Craig Maskell for nine seasons. But we, um, we'd we lost the chairman the year before, Alan Boone, and um, Steve had decided that he wanted to take a break. So I had a young family. um at the time, i just had my first... Well, my wife had just had my first daughter and, and I felt I needed to give a bit back to them, really. So, I took a break. And unfortunately, once you get out of the game, it's very difficult to get back in. Um, and I was very lucky. Uh, circumstances meant that John and uh, Bates got the slough job. And I'd followed them both on Twitter. They were quite active through mutual friends. I knew of them, etc. cetera. Um, and I just took a phone call, uh, summer of 2013, I believe it was, um, just saying, that, you know, we're, we're looking for somebody to come in. Would you mind coming in and working, doing a few uh, sessions with uh, our goalkeeper for pre-season? And there was no guarantees of anything, or you know. But I just thought, I'm going to ke- keep my hand in, really. So uh, I went over there um, one Thursday night. And met Bates for the first time. I knew John Underwood through his connection at, at Staines, so I had socialised with John, so I knew John. And um, the rest is history, really. We had a very good pre-season. I think my my first game, we won fourteen nil. The goalkeeper never touched the ball. <laughs> um, but you know, we, we did have a good pre-season, and and it just went from there. And they they asked me if I wanted to stay on and do it, and so it was agreed, really.
0: Did uh, so. So, kind of from from that point, you've you've worked with a couple of goalkeepers at, at Slough. You, I, I imagine, I, I would imagine you worked with Mark Scott, uh, yeah. who's who's obviously suffered a couple of injuries himself, uh, yeah. and currently you'll be working with with Jack Turner. Have I missed anybody out? Because I, I don't think Slough seem to go through goalkeepers.
1: We've we've had a few. Um, obviously, we had uh, at the start. We had Jake Somerville was the goalkeeper the first season. Um. I think it was midway through the second season. Uh, we got in Luke Williams. He came in for a bit and he was there with um, Mark. Um, that was one of the most upsetting days of my life, Mark's injury. Um, I know a, the club photographer at the time, Gary House, took a photo of me distraught at the back of the ambulance as it drove up, it drove off and... Um, that was a really worrying time for me. And i still speak to Mark on a regular basis. And hopefully he can get over his injury problems again and get back out on the pitch. Because I think he's proved to people with what he's gone on and done at Bracknell, just how good a goalkeeper he is. So long may that continue. But um, yeah, currently working with Jack. Now I knew Jack because I do of Jack. Because obviously he was at Stain's before he came here. Uh, to Slough and I'd heard about him through my, my friends at, at Staines, how good he was, etc. I'd never really seen a lot of him play because obviously I was doing my stuff at Slough but, you know, Jacks came in from the first minute, he's entered into everything that I've suggested um, we bounce ideas off each other, it's not all what he wants to do it's not all what I want to do um, and you know, we really click. We get on well, and and you know, he's he has been an excellent addition to the football club since he's been
2: here, and long may that continue. And he's a pleasure to work with. um So, talk me through what a match day involves for a goalkeeping coach. Uh, where, what do you do differently to the other coaches? And you know, how how does the uh, the day run from say um, when you uh, get on the coach to when you arrive at a ground to uh, uh, the drills you go through with the keepers?
1: <clears throat> well, um, Jack is uh, quite clearly, I'm sure you've seen him play. He is a fantastic goalkeeper. His feet are phenomenal. He can, he can deliver a football as good as any outfield player. You know, he's one of the best strikers of the ball I've ever seen. Um, his warm-up, um, he's like most goalkeepers. Most goalkeepers are superstitious. If they do something, they want to stick to that routine. Um, Jack likes to get out very early before we've even had a team talk. He will go out. We will start with passing movements, uh, from six yards, one touch. I will gradually go back to the edge of the area. Then it will come two touch. I'll end up on the halfway line and Jack will be clipping balls into me, drilling balls into me. Um, then he will progress to doing his side volleys. Um, at different heights he will call them where it's going to go now a lot of people i know come to watch the games and one in particular comes just to watch the warm-up and he marked (laughs) the kicking and he said you move once in 25 kicks i do not move an inch and the ball just comes straight to me and (laughs) you don't get that good unless you do that put that hard work in and jack puts that in we do that every every session we do every match before and he will finish with it at the end of the warm-up as well so that's a major part of what jack likes to do um we then go in for a team talk we'll we'll get pulled in by banks and unders we'll do the team talk jack will be the first person back out on the pitch again and that's when we start to bring in the hands into it with volleys half volleys little shuttles movement um, Etc. Um, the the warm up that we currently do um, is I'd say fifty percent of it is Jack's ideas, fifty percent of it is mine. There's probably actually about twenty percent of Mark Scott's in there as well. You know, but <laughs> it's it's just we do things, you know. And if if sometimes the cake is late, which frankly doesn't happen because bates is far too anal about that we've got to be there on time etc so that doesn't happen but there have been occasions we'll take little things out we'll reduce the numbers that we usually do but but mostly it's always the same it's always the same but jack and i you know we, we have a night off we will meet and discuss what's going on anything we feel can we could do better i could do better you know um it's it's a it's always evolving but we we try not
0: to change too much and talking sort of i suppose about those that kind of that build up talking about things that, that goalkeepers do and the what what happens when there's an error what hap- because obviously the the goalkeeper is the last last line of defense and you know it's an it's it's something that's said by lots of people you know if a goalkeeper makes mistakes it results in a goal if a if a striker makes a mistake then it's, it's less likely to result in a goal uh, you know a- against them so so how do you how do you kind of react when there when there is a mistake in a game and i don't mean anybody in sp- in particular but just as a as a as a kind of um a trainer how do you how do you pick them up from that
1: um a very uh good question actually um you're right. A goalkeeper, if you make, he can make one mistake a season, it could cost you the yeah. season. Whereas a uh, centre forward can make seven mistakes <laughs> in one game and then score in the last minute and be the hero.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just it's just the way of the world. It's how they react to them and how they bounce back. Uh, Jack is very positive. He won't, he won't let things affect him. Um, but you have to try and make sure that that is the case, and just try and encourage him through it. One of the worst things that you can do when you make a mistake is go into your shell and withdraw, because that makes you um, more likely to, to make another mistake because you're you're not really thinking about the game that's going on. So, you know, there are there are times when bakes and unders will say to me, "Do you think he could have come for that?" Not, and I'll be honest, I will back him most of the time, unless there's a real glaring and error, and then I'll just say to him, "Yeah, possibly he could have done," and I would then pull him up a couple of days after the game when we go through how it's gone, etc. I'd never get to the stage where I'm shouting onto the pitch or anything like that. That's not for me to do. That's for Bates and Anders to do. I know my place.
2: I just uh, sit at like that and don't say a word. Don't get by. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel when goals go in? Uh, like like you personally, um, do you look at them and think, oh, you analyse the goalkeeping reaction like to it? Down to a minute movement, or uh, or do you just think like sort of leave it and think, oh, well that could have, that was just a world class strike. I can't couldn't have done anything about that.
1: Certain times there are. I remember last season. I think it was we played at Biliriki, Um and you know they were flying high at the time, and mm. I can't remember the guy's name, but he hit this free kick, and I, you know, it it looked like it was going miles over the bar, <laughs> miles over the bar, and clearly jack thought he was going over the bar and sort of like it moved on him dipped hit the bar and bounced in it was unbelievable and we also because jack didn't move everybody sort of like thought oh could he have done better and i was like i'd like to see it on video before i comment on this and it was ridiculous how much this ball moved <laughs> there was just nothing he could have done uh, even if he had gone for it i don't think he would have saved it it, it moved that much and so I, I try not to judge too quickly because we're very fortunate in that we have good um, FC video do all our games so we're we're able to get copies of the goals etc. and the amount of times where where I perceive there may have been something actually you know there's there's not and so I I do tend to wait until I've seen the video before I sort of wade in if you like and 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 just take time to think about it because the heat of the moment as well. It's all things that, you know, it's, it's not, it, it's not good. So just let's think about it and stay level headed with it.
0: Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry to do this, but, uh, this is Underwood. Yeah, is under, it's, it? it's one of them. Uh, John did say to me, um, cause I did, and I only bring this up because you said you, you like to go and sit down in the dugout and just keep yourself to yourself. <laughs> he did say he's had to, they, they have had to sort of uh, uh, rein you in occasionally, <laughs> You you do get quite. I have. I've, we've seen a couple of Slough games in the last couple of years, and you know th- there's absolutely nothing wrong with with being passionate on this island. How do you? How do you kind of check? Do you have to check yourself? Do, do you? Do you sometimes think I've kind of lost my lost my cool a bit there? Or so you know? How? Yeah, just just yeah. personally. Yeah,
1: I've, I've I've I have got a hot head. Like, <laughs> has been mentioned once <laughs> or twice. However, um, I. I will bite and say things occasionally, but it has been now. I think it's four seasons since I was last uh, reprimanded, and both <laughs> Mr. Underwood and Mr. Baker have received uh, red cards <laughs> in in that time. So, um, whilst yes, uh, it was an incident that I'm not proud of, and uh, etc. I do, I have toned it down, but you know. It is very frustrating at times, you know, Um, and you just you just have to learn, you know. If football wouldn't be football if everybody just sat there and accepted things, you know, we we do spend a lot of time and hard work trying to do things, and it is frustrating when mistakes are made by people, etc., that influence the game. Um, it yeah we'll leave
0: it at that <laughs> hey we we've all we've all seen the mist of, we've all had the mist descend send upon us and probably had probably had those moments i will let you get your own back uh, a little later on in the in the podcast so don't you worry about that this is <laughs> <don't> <laughs> nev- never say that rob and i are I knew not that fair hosts I
2: knew that <laughs> <laughs> um so you mentioned there about having the clips from fc video and we uh, we've uh, spoken to them on the pod earlier actually um how do you use their uh their service, their video, the clips that they give you, and what, um, what benefit does that bring to your uh, coaching uh, in general?
1: Well, uh, for me, um, and Jack, Jack will look at it. He will, um, he will decide whether he felt he could do a bit more. Like, for instance, the start of this season, um, you know, without sounding too boring, if you go to Arbor Park, obviously it's the 3G pitch. Our our posts have a a little bracket in the bottom corner and it forms a little triangle just inside the goal. And and pre-season and at the start of the season, we were conceding so many goals where the ball was literally flying in this triangle. And it became a bit of black humour between me and Jack. It was like everybody was picking out this triangle. So, (laughs) you know, we reviewed it and we looked at his positioning, etc. And we started doing a few exercises where he was getting comfortable and getting down there and stopping them. And um, that that was a prime example of it, really. We were looking at the different angles that people were taking these up, where he was positioned, if he was a bit out of shape. And in fairness, he wasn't out of shape. It was just that some of these strikes were just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it, it was just sod's law that so many went in this little triangle. And it became a bit of a joke for about them. About a month, it was like every every goal went in. It got stuck in this triangle. <laughs> uh, but looking back on it now, we laugh about it. But we did work on that. And specifically, the ball across him hitting that far post. And, and that was something that we used the FC video for quite a bit.
2: But, uh, yeah, it is a very useful tool to have. Um, and another thing you sort of uh, just uh, touched on there um, that I was going to come on to is the uh, 3G pitch you've got at Slough. Uh, We spoke to Lisa Phillips, who's the Ascot um, goalkeeper uh, in an earlier pod, and she uh, she plays on the um, 3G pitch uh, Ascot there. She was saying she actually finds it a lot harder or she doesn't like it so much as a goalkeeper um, because uh, of the the way uh, the uh, way the ball bounces and seems to be uh, slightly different on grass and the way she plants her feet. Um, is that an issue you find uh, at Slough as well, or uh, and is there a way you have to um, prepare differently to playing on a three G pitch as opposed to grass pitches? I think you do have to prepare differently for
1: for it. However, I I can't say what Ascot's pitch is like. Yeah, now, all different three, three Gs. They're all different. They're not the same. You know, our, we're fortunate? Our one is particularly good um, at the moment. You know, it, I think it's what four years old now. It's it's not getting or had the use that some of these four G pitches have had. Like we went to uh, Hendon, and Hendon is is you can't can barely see the green. It's it's all the black crumb. We don't have particularly a lot of crumb on our pitch. It is so we don't get the ball stopping. Um, it does come on a bit, etc. Unfortunately, we don't have the sprinklers, but if we did. That would just be fantastic, but if you get a little bit of rain on it, I, I absolutely love our pitch. I, I don't have an issue with it at all. Um, the only time where it does concern me a bit is when the heat gets up, you get a bit of a haze on it, and the ball does start to slow up. You could, especially the Jacko balls that we use, you can actually see the plastic coming off the ball on hmm. the ball where it's it's and it does purchase a bit. Um, and that is the only time I would say that, you know, it does affect. And also that's when it tends to burn and Jack does actually get burns. But all the, the rest of the year round, you, you you don't get them. And it is a really good surface for training goalkeepers on because I don't have to look for different areas where if you're repetitively striking a ball on a grass pit, you, you especially with my weight new et etc so you have to move around all the time there i can just do training wherever i like it is no issue whatsoever uh, i was apprehensive when they mentioned that we were going to be getting a 3g pitch i will be honest with you when we were in the old beaconsfield days and i was a, a bit more mm, not sure but no i'm converted with this one it is a fantastic facility and we're very lucky to have it
0: um, I, I do have one more unders one now I don't know the answer to this story but uh, he said ask him about the pink goalkeeper's kit away at St neots oh, he'll oh. he'll tell you the rest
1: right so Neil baker this was this is his fault. this one so it all started we went down to hereford and i think it was the second season we were there and they wanted me to be on the bench so they bought in the, the sub goalkeeping kit which was a red number but it was medium
0: <laughs> now
1: you guys know what i look like i look like Daffid, the only gay in the village literally this thing was skin tight and i said to him look if i have to come on there's no way i can come on in this i'm going to get ridiculed so badly anyway but with this on i said if you want me to be sub you've got to get me a kit that actually fits <laughs> so fast forward 4 weeks later um, we are at St Neats and Jake was running late and it was a midweek fixture and Bates was like you're going to have to go and get warmed up I said you joking he went no you're going to have to go and get warmed up he's not going to get here he's not going to be here on time so I go out and I'm doing my warm up etc and I come back in and I said where's the kit and he produced this luminous pink goalkeeping kit every single bit of it is bright pink and I mean Absolutely bright pink. It was awful. And I and I'm praying there thinking, please hurry up, Jake. Please hurry up. And we were literally waiting for the referee's whistle to go out and he walked through the door that you know they've hidden him up the corner and got him ready in another room <laughs> and, he, and left me believing that I was going to be playing. And then he's come in. Ah oh, it's unbelievable. But yeah, this pink kit. I looked like Mr Blobby in that one. Did, so did I really it adapted to Mr Blobby? Did it fit though? It fitted. <laughs> it fitted really well, but I don't know whatever happened to it. It was like, oh, it was amazing. But yeah, it's gone missing. Somebody's
2: got it. I haven't got it. I'll <laughs> probably know. find out next time you're asked to be a uh, goalkeeper. So. I know. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Contract <laughs> negotiations still ongoing for that one again. I think. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: I did say I'd give you a chance to uh, to get your own back. Um, just just from talking to you, it suggests that perhaps you didn't cross paths with with Neil and John uh, in in your playing days. Um, did you did you come up against them on the pitch at all? Have, you know, what, do you, are you aware of them as were you aware of them as players?
1: Uh, I'll be honest with you and say that this week uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this Facebook group that's sort of sprung up from non-league footballers at the moment as. It's taken off in the last couple of weeks. There's actually an article in the non-league paper about it today. Oh um, right, it's, it's got over a thousand people on it now. What,
0: what's it called? Uh,
1: I think it's just non-league, ex-non-league players or oh, something okay. like that. You know, and uh, I'll send you the link later. But um, I joined it a couple of weeks ago. Now I, I obviously, uh, am more of the era of Keith Baker rather than yes. Neil Baker. Um, so. I had spoken to Keith and I was like, I've got to have played against you, but we, he couldn't remember, I couldn't remember, etc. But somebody actually posted a program this week of a uh, Aldershot versus uh, Staines game <laughs> that we played in. And as soon as I saw it, I texted him. He couldn't remember. So I said, I think we've, we, we just need to point that down, sure we did and he, he managed to get the uh, the result and I was correct, we just need to draw we got two late goals, which is why he probably forgot that result but, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, like I say, I, I knew John, I watched John play a lot um the season when I actually did my knee, I, I watched Staines a lot that year because obviously I wasn't able to do anything myself Um, and John was playing at the back there I think, yeah um, a good friend of mine, Matty Lovett, another goalkeeper that I worked with who was an excellent goalkeeper in his time, he was playing at that time and um, I'd go and see him and he had Big John centre-half for him. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got to know him and on the social side there, etc. So that's how I knew him. But of Neil, I knew of Neil because of the uh, fact that he was so young going into coaching and I'd read the connection with his dad, etc., so i I knew of Neil, but I didn't know him personally um so you know but two of the nicest guys you could wanna meet really but i, I love that, <laughs> <got> that
0: <there. laughs> yeah i'll 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 edit that definitely <laughs> um <laughs> what I will tell you about neil is uh, j- during his time at Bracknell, there was obviously um he was he was quite famous for his for his singing yes, um and his sort of that. his boy band hair uh but also going down incredibly easily. Um, really, he was. Uh, yeah. Really? Oh, you you knew you knew Bakes was injured when you heard the scream, and then he was on the floor, and and then he was up again, and he, oh,
1: dreadful. Oh, that, that's 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 interesting because a couple of years ago, um, we actually paid our sponsors, and we had the old boys Jamie McClurg and you know all, all the guys that got us up the first year that we were there. We we all had a reunion and played our sponsors. And I got kicked from pillar to post, and all he kept doing was laughing. <laughs> so that's 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 quite good. That I'll I'll use that one when I see him next as well.
0: Um, this time has absolutely flown by. Um, which is you know which is good. Uh, Rob, did you want to? Have you got a couple just to finish off with?
2: I've got, yeah, two that I uh, uh, wanted to ask you. First of all, um, you mentioned earlier that goalkeepers have um, uh, very superstitious. Did you have any superstitions in your playing days that um, you can tell us about?
1: How long you got? Um, <laughs> right, I would always have to be second out in the line uh, unless I was captain, but that didn't happen, so... Uh, I would always have to put my... In them days, you always had a glove bag. Goalkeepers don't tend to have them now, but when I was playing, you had a glove bag. That would always have to go in the furthest side away from the changing room. I used to also mark both posts with a line, which you're not supposed to do, but i do that. And I always had to touch the crossbar if we scored, and I don't mock penalties. But other than that, I didn't have many.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Other than those six or seven, there weren't a lot.
1: No, no. But even, even now to this day, I don't watch our penalties. If we have a penalty, you'll often find me looking the other way up at the boardroom or as I was at Welling when Dan Roberts scored his penalty, I was behind the stand because
2: there was nowhere else I could hide. So, <laughs> <laughs> My other final question is, um, which professional goalkeepers uh, would you recommend... Um, uh, in, with your, in your coaching capacity, would you recommend that uh, people go and look at and for which elements of their game? So which elements of professional footballers' games do you um, recommend people view? I, I,
1: well, I would always encourage people to look at my hero, videos of my hero when I grew up, which was Bruce Grovelart, because I thought he was, well, Bruce grobbler could probably still play football in this era because he used his feet you know he would come off his line he would come catch things etc I'm not so sure other goalkeepers of that era would still be able to play I know I probably couldn't play because my feet weren't anywhere near as good as what the goalkeepers are expected to be now they're almost as good as an outfield player but obviously you've got to look at people like De Gea Um, I think Ben Foster has been magnificent this year I've been really impressed with him, um, but you know Casper Schmeichel, you know he's getting up there with, with like his his father for me. You know he's got all the traits, but you know there's so many good goalkeepers out there. You know you 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 just look at, at Barcelona. You know it's, it's crazy. I like Allison. I think he's good. He winds me up that he wears them tights, but
2: you know,
1: <laughs> other than that. You know, he's got great hands, but you could say that for the top two divisions, really. You know, you, you look at Marcus Bettinelli at Fulham. You know, um, Brentford have got a great goalkeeper there. and David Raya, you know, he's a fantastic uh, all-round player. There's several goalkeepers out there, you know. That you're not going to get a bad pro. But there's there's, yep. there's some very good goalkeepers at our, our level and the level above as well that are in the non-league game but didn't go on. For whatever reason, whether that be just circumstances, finances, whatever, you know, I, th- I, th- I think we're in a strong position at the moment with the quality of goalkeepers that are in our football leagues
0: at the moment. And um, I, I, if I can just finish off just with one, one. Well, in fact, no, I, I was deciding which one I was going to ask, and I think I'm just going to ask you both. One's a very simple one. And um, goalkeepers: yeah. long sleeve shirts or short sleeve shirts?
1: Uh, for me. It was always long, but that was the fa- That was the fa- way. Then um, I have no personal preference. If it's what they feel comfortable in, if they're happy to do it, you know, that's fine. You know, I used to buy my shirts because the club would never supply them the one that I would like. So I would never cut my own shirt. But you know, it's personal preference. Sometimes Jack wears an under armour top. Sometimes he doesn't. You know.
0: My my second and final question, and I'll take Slough out of the out of the mix of this one. Um, one goalkeeper that you that you've seen kind of either playing against Slough or games you've been to, perhaps one goalkeeper you think um is is gonna go far. Whether that's you know whether that's making the league or whether that's kind of reaching the conference or one one player that one goalkeeper that you think it could could certainly step up a few levels.
1: Oh, that is a question and a half there now. Bath City have got a young lad. I don't know his name, but he's been on the bench a couple of times. But Ryan Clark, who's the first choice, was injured, and he came in, Um, and he looks quite impressive. Um, But that's a really tough one. (laughs) You'd probably be right on the spot there. He could have given me some advance warning on that. I didn't know
0: I was going to ask it five minutes ago.
1: I'll 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 tell you, I I didn't actually see a lot of him. I've only seen clips, but Wildstone had a lad on loan from Norwich. um, And he had fantastic reviews. Everybody was saying, you know, he, he was uh, really good. He didn't actually play against us because his loan came to an end. And then he came back after Christmas, but by all accounts, he's one to look for. They, they think he's going to be one for the future. So, uh, you can look his name up. And, you know, I think it begins with an O. box shop, something like that. O, I don't know. But,
0: yeah. We'll have a little. We'll we'll uh, we'll go and look it up. Um, yeah. right. Final question, non-football related. Uh, just to finish off, we ask all of our guests if they can recommend a box set or a TV show they're watching to our listeners uh, who maybe just sat at home looking for something to do.
1: Well, I have just finished Afterlife Two. Okay. Um, which was brilliant. and um, you know, I I can't tell you um how it wonderful it is. it it's funny one minute then you cry and upset the next minute <laughs> it's just a uh, different class but um i'm actually now i've just halfway through also the um the australian test match series where it's uh, on amazon prime and following that um i'm just up to the uh, Heavenly test last year where <laughs> Obviously, Ben Stokes comes around and smashes them around the park, so they're looking pretty glum at the moment. <laughs> um, so I've been watching that, really. So I'd recommend that one to anyone who likes bit cricket, cricket get on that. It's very good.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Trent, ever so much for joining us. Um, no problem. That was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub, but not in a pub chat with Slough Town goalkeeper coach Trent Phillips. You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest, and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. All that is left to say is that it's goodbye from me, Tom. It's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, And it's goodbye from Trent. Bye.